Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon. Episode 38, head of UFC Vegas 27. We got a good lineup for you. We're first joined by one half of the main event, Rob Font, to preview his uh, fight against Cody Garbrandt. This fight should be amazing. Two really high-level strikers, two guys with a ton of knockout power. Uh, this fight, especially Dilshaw Sandig being delayed, like maybe they jump the queue and kind of be that backup for Yan Sterling whenever that happens, or maybe... Or I even thought, though, he kind of thinks he's going to be behind and he doesn't really know what's going to happen after this fight just because Sterling still has to heal up and he has to rematch you on. And then the winner, uh, Sandhagen Dillashaw, has to be next. So Fawn, the winner of this fight's kind of in a weird spot, but Font knows this is a big opportunity for him. If he can beat Garbrandt, a former champ, he gets a lot of hype behind his name. But we're next joined by Felicia Spencer to preview her fight against Norma Dumont. Obviously, she was supposed to fight Daniel Wolf in a fight that was not going to be competitive at all. I expected Spencer just to be able to take her down and kind of you just could either get the early submission or early TKO, but Norman Dumont moved back up to featherweight. Obviously got knocked out to Megan Anderson in her UFC debut since then, beat Ash Evan Smith and dropped down a band weight, but missed weight. So uh, this should be a good fight, a more competitive fight for Spencer, but we can't talk about the opponent change and what a win does for her because the featherweight division is much up in the air. Even Spencer doesn't really know what the future holds for her. She's just kind of taking one fight at a time and she's really looking forward to this one. And we're next going to be joined by Yancey Medeiros, who's back in action to preview his fight. Against Amir Hadzovic, obviously Yancey, three-fight losing streak, only fought once in February, and this is his last fight, his UFC deal, uh, UFC deal and he kind of knows his do or die for his career. If he loses this four in a row, the UFC's not going to re-sign him, and he's going to lose a lot of options in free agency, so he knows for his brand, he's got to get the win. Obviously, he spent a lot of time training in Hawaii with Max Holloway, Tyson Nam, a lot of those uh, Hawaii boys, Mackie Patolo, so he, he feels like he's prepared, and he can go out there and then stop Amir Hadzovic and kind of get some hype behind his name once again because he's an all-action fighter and a really exciting fighter and we close things out talking to jared van der about his uh main card scrap against justin toffa this one shouldn't need the judges at all both guys heavy hitters toffa four and two as a pro but he um with van der he's obviously coming off a disappointing ufc debut loss obviously we saw toffa what he could do he got knocked at one out but he did get knocked out himself against Orange castro and van der thinks he's gonna get a highlight real finish here and get some hype behind his name in the heavyweight division but Really good chat with him. That was the first time I ever talked to him, but really uh, good chat with all four of these people. So I hope you guys enjoy. Be sure to share this. So be sure to share this. So subscribe and thank you all for. All right, we're joined by UFC bantamweight Rob Fawn, who's headlining the show finally in the UFC. Rob, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Obviously, headlining against Cody Garber, and I know last time we talked was after winning against Marice. You kind of mentioned Dillashaw, but is Cody both the next best option if you weren't going to get Dillashaw? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, you know, obviously we wanted that fight, we didn't get it. I figured uh it would be Jose Aldo. Um, but they threw out Cody. I, I thought he was going down to twenty five. Um, that's not happening. Um, you know, another big name, um, former champ. Um uh, just as just as good as TJ. So yeah, I'm excited. First time headlining a show. You've obviously been in Calvin's corner when he's headlined. You've seen how kind of those main events work, but are you like how excited are you to finally be the one that that you're now the face of the poster? Yeah, no, I'm excited, bro. Uh, you know, I, I, I like you said, I was fortunate enough to do it uh, a couple times with Calvin, so I know the routine now. I, I I've made the walk. You know, I, I've seen what the fight week looks like. I, I I've seen what uh the behind the scenes um you know looks like, and I know what what it comes with and. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, going through it a couple of times with Calvin definitely helped out. And, uh, you know, now it's my turn. And, I'm, you know, I'm excited for sure. Uh, are you surprised Cody took this fight because he had that flyweight title shot waiting? Like, uh, the whole talk was uh, because of the draw, they had to run it back. But he was going to be next in line. Now it seems like yeah. he's kind of risking that, taking this fight. Yeah, I, I honestly was not – he wasn't even in on my radar. Like, it was definitely a surprise when they called with, uh, his name. Um yeah, I figured he was going down. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure what's going on with the, with the the 25. But obviously, they're running it back. I'm not. I don't, I'm not sure what happened with that with his name and how you know how he didn't get in that. I'm <clears throat> sorry, how he didn't end up getting that fight. But uh, you know, it's none of my business. I'm fighting uh, May 22nd main event, so I'm excited. Uh, five rounds too. Like obviously going with the main event like do you think that's going to benefit you or do you not even think it's going to hit that those championship rounds anyways i think um you know obviously the plan is not to make it to five rounds but um obviously prepared four or five rounds but uh i think i think it's going to be uh it's going to be good great for both of us honestly i think um you know unless unless one of us knock each other out i think it's going to be 
um, a great, exciting fight. You know, we got more time to work, more time to get creative, and, and uh, you know, more time to put on the show. So, um, yeah, you know, for a five-round fight, um, I, I've, I was scheduled for one on the local scene, but it didn't, it didn't go all five. But, yeah, this will be my first, uh, I guess, official UFC five-round fight. How big will it be training with Calvin, just your kind of training with him? Because that guy, like, doesn't get tired over five rounds. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly in there with Calvin and, you know, he pushes an intense pace. He, he's, he's a big guy and, um, you know, he's super slick and he, he's always improving. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to get in there and, and see anything I haven't seen, especially, um, you know, moving around with a guy like Calvin Cater. What have you made of Cody's recent fights? Obviously he had the back-to-back knockout losses to TJ, he had that knock loss with Pedro, which was just kind of a firefight. And then he gets back in the wind calm with that, like highly real knock over somehow. Yeah, you know, you, you, uh, you know, that's exactly what you get with Cody. It's either he's, he's knocking you out or he's getting knocked out. Um, and he, you know, he's a dangerous guy. Um, he looked a lot more patient in the Sansa fight. Um, and, and that was, that was pretty gangster, man, how he pulled that off. He just kind of like ducked, put, like he had, he had it in his pocket and out of nowhere he just came, boom, it was over. Um, you know that's what you yeah that, that's what you have to worry about with a guy like Cody um for for five rounds so um uh, you know it's definitely an exciting challenge it's a scary challenge and um you know I'm definitely up for it and uh you know I plan on frustrating this guy and um making him making a mistake and making him pay. And obviously you've seen Cody fight like he kind of draws people into these firefights. The same thing happens with Pedro. Like the same thing happens with like Thomas Almeida. Like is that something you and Tyson have talked about? Like maybe we do go into that and hope we catch him, or is that something you're trying to stay away from? Yeah, no. Um, I uh, we definitely don't want to get into the that crazy firefight with him. We want to be uh, you know smart and stay behind our jab and use our length and you know all the all the basics, good stuff. But you know it's got to be tough. You know when you're in there. So, uh, but. My plan is not to go crazy and get in there and start swinging with him, but you know, you never know. <laughs> Obviously, you have a big reach advantage. Like Cody's one of the smaller bandwidths. Like he's sixty-five and a half inches. You're seventy-one or seventy-two inches. Like yeah. you're gonna have a, like a six-inch reach advantage. Like how big do you think that's gonna be in this fight? It's gonna play a huge uh, uh, role in this fight. Um, that with the footwork and just being patient and and um, you know, like I said, not getting into that firefight and pissing contest with him. You know and uh, just letting it happen, letting it flow, and um, trying to stay uh, obviously a step ahead of them and just staying creative the whole time. Obviously, both of you guys are known as boxers, but would you be surprised if this hits the mat at some point if one of you guys shoot on each other? Not at all. Not at all. You know, we're uh, we're, we're, we're mixed martial artists. Um, you know, um, he's a, he has a great wrestling background. Um, you know, um, I, I've shot – I've got hit and I've shot before, so I got – you know, and I'm not even a wrestler like that, so like I know how it goes. Um, so why it, it would be uh, it it would be dumb on his part if he doesn't kind of mix it up. But you know, hopefully he doesn't. Um, I plan on mixing it up and you know, capitalizing capitalizing on whatever mistake he makes. How do you see this fight playing out? I'm probably assume you think you're probably gonna knock him out because that's the way Cody tends to lose. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm trying to go in there. Um. Again, like I said, stay behind the jab and keep it simple and boring with the. With the the long straight cross, you know, um, I think uh, he he he's he's meant for it. You know that long jab cross, keep it right down the middle and let him run right into it as he he come, as he's coming forward. Do you think you can catch him with something when you start to frustrate him? Like if you just jab him up for the first two rounds, like I assume even if like I was fighting, I'd kind of get mad, frustrated, and I just kind of charge the guy, thinking like that's my only way of getting inside. And then he kind of yeah. made some big. You know that's that's the plan to kind of frustrate him with the lead hand. Um, Frustrating with the kicks, frustrating with the movement, um, get him to kind of, uh, you know, overcommit and then make him pay. A bit disappointed the fight's just at the apex, no crowd, because obviously you just saw the full crowd in uh, Jackson. Yeah, you know, uh, that, that was that was intense. Um, you know, um, you saw all those finishes too. Like, you, you got to assume that's, you know, because of the crowd. And But, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we're back at the apex. Uh, Couple couple months uh, late for uh, I mean early for the for the crowd, but you know you know I'm still fighting and I got the main event, so I'm not complaining, man. I'm ready. The silver lining is it's in Vegas. I remember when we talked, you mentioned you don't want to go to Abu Dhabi anymore. No, no way, man. No, I love Vegas. Vegas has been good to me. Um, that's my that's like my second home. So uh, definitely, uh, shout out to Sean Shepard, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>
obviously the smaller octagons at the apex, how do you think that's going to play factors? Because both of you guys use really good footwork and like to kind of use a whole lot of the octagon to move around. Yeah, um, I think it's going to play out well. Uh, played the last time with Marlon Marais. Um, it, it's definitely a little smaller. Um, that's probably the, the 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 number one thing I do remember. Um, right when I walked in there, I was like, wow, this is kind of small. Um, it feels tight, but um, you know, I think uh, I think it'd be good for me um to to cut him off and and um, you know, keep him um keep him on the back foot and, and um you know and then eventually you know land land a big shot but uh you know i don't think it's gonna be played that much in fact that once we start going when i talked to tyson before your last fight he kind of brought up how big your confidence has changed and he said like entering that munoz in a sunset fight like it just stuff wasn't clicking like how different is your momentum and confidence right now to to back then when you had those big step up in competitions yeah, no, I it's it's like I feel like a whole different different fighter. You know, I was uh, I was kind of like trying to make everything go perfect before and, and not letting it be creative and flowing. Um, I think the last three shows I was just out there having fun, um, taking risk, um, you know, shooting and throwing spinning elbows and just having fun with it instead of uh, just uh, you know, trying to be this perfect thing. And then I think um going through that you know like it's slowly you know my confidence is going through the roof um you know i'm in there um putting on exciting fights so i'm definitely um you know confidence is riding high and you know um i'm, I'm well prepared for this fight and I'm, I'm excited it's it's going down i just gotta have him get to vegas what do you think a win over cody especially finished us because obviously you have dillashaw sandhagen that's off right now so like the, you could really make a statement and kind of put yourself at the top of the bandwidth division with a big win. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I go in there and and, and and you know put this guy away. I think I'm I'm right there for a uh, for the next. Uh, definitely in the talk. Uh, but if you know, if not, I'm one behind for that title shot. But definitely in the talk. Um, and then you never know how you know with injuries and how this plays out. You never know. I might just be able to just sneak in there and get the title shot. Obviously, Sterling and Yan have to have the rematch. What do you kind of make of that first fight? Because uh, there's some people that think, oh, yeah, Sterling should have taken the DQ. Then there's other people thinking, like, the belt shouldn't change hands that way. And But they're obviously going to run back anyway, so I don't really have a problem with the belt changing hands. Yeah, um, I think I think we all kind of know, like, how that fight was going. Um, it was, uh, you know, technically, you know, you know, Jan definitely uh, threw an illegal knee, obviously. And, and you know, so technically – um, Sterling definitely won the fight. Um, as far as like, uh, you know, I definitely saw had had him losing losing the fight. Um, but you never know how he could have. You know, he might have pulled something something crazy off in the last round. So um, he's definitely the champ in my eyes. It's kind of like it's, it's kind of messed up how he got it because like, he's gonna he's gonna have fifty fifty. You know, you're gonna have some people saying he's he's the, he's the paper champ, fake champ, and then other people gonna agree with it. Um, in my eyes, he's the champ right now, and um. I'm excited for that fight as well. Um, they got to run it back, and um, I plan on, um, you know, challenging the next guy. I'm sorry, plan on being the next guy to challenge for that belt. Do you kind of think uh, the whole point of the UFC was having your fight like two weeks after Joshua San Hagen was whoever had the best performance in the next title shot, or did you always think they were going to be kind of one ahead just because they're ahead of you guys in the rankings? Yeah, I think um, you could the rankings. Um, I think it was more of like uh, if I just came out there and presently just destroyed them, maybe. Um, but I think uh, I've always the way they set it up. I felt all right. Well, at least we're one behind. You know, I just got to go out there and win, and then see how um, how the title shot plays out, and then obviously how the Corey Sanhagen and uh, TJ fight plays out. But you know, like I said, as you see, you know, injuries happen, things happen. You never know what, what could possibly pop up. So uh, plan is to go out there put Cody away and get right back in the gym and see what, see how, see what shakes up. Have you kind of looked forward? Cause like, it seems like bandwidth is kind of in a weird spot right now, just because you have that rematch probably in the, sometimes in the fall, it seems like Sterling having surgery. So then whoever wins that will face like San Diego Dillashaw winner, probably what December, January. So then you would wait for that next one. Like you'd be looking like not fighting for a year. You kind of already thinking like, man, maybe I might have to get one more fight in. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, you know, I'm thinking I was either the loser um, for the champion um, or just sitting out and waiting, um, depending on how that long that could be and see how it plays out. Um, most likely I'll end up fighting again and then um, eventually get to that belt. But, uh, yeah, I'm not – you said obviously the, the goal is the belt. Um, trying not to think too much about that. 
But uh, my, my main focus right now is getting there and, and, and put on a great performance against Cody Garbrandt. What would you think? Like, what do you think a, you or Kelvin winning the belt would do kind of for your team and Tyson? Because your team doesn't get talked enough as one of the top teams just because it's so small. Tyson doesn't get talked about as coach of the year just because he only coaches a few of you guys. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, it's going to um, put us right up there. It's going to give us that little uh, that spotlight that we need. And, and um, you know, I think it'll be uh, just the. How do I say like a, like a welcome out party, I guess, for the for the for the team and, and um you know they I know that we're legit and we're definitely uh, future champions for sure. Well, obviously you and Calvin are super close. Do you guys have a little side bet going of who comes champ first? <laughs> we did actually we did. We did uh we were like whoever gets uh the belt first, uh um we're we're taking Tyson to get some hair plugs, but uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna hook it up. We're gonna hook him up, but um you know, um it was unfortunate how, how, how uh, you know, Calvin lost that last fight. But, uh, you know, give him one or two more, he'll be right back in that mix with me. Are, is golf on the sidelines for right now, or are you still golfing ahead of the fight? No, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out. You there? Yeah, I got you. Perfect, my bad. Um, no, actually, I'm trying to see if I can get something in um, – Either sun, I mean Sunday or or, or, or um, Friday morning, but trying to figure it out. I, mean, I haven't got out there yet. Um, it's been running running around with the the obviously training, but the UFC uh, had sent down the, the a, a film crew to come down here. So we running around and shooting all day, but uh, definitely trying to um, get out there. I was trying to shoot on the golf course, but it didn't work out. Who's better, you or Calvin? <laughs> Calvin has his days, but uh, you know, I just started. Uh, he technically, him and his brother taught me how to play, so they, you know, they have the days. But I'm catching up. Uh, but he has, he, he's up there. <laughs> if you ever get to Toronto, I'll play you in a round with you and Calvin all day, bro, for sure. I'm, I'm 100 percent in. All right, well, Rob, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Thank. You. All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Felicia Spencer, who's back in action pretty soon with a new opponent. Felicia, how's it going? going good thanks for having me on again yeah no worries obviously we did it last week you're supposed to fight danielle well when did you find out that she was out of the fight and norma would be your new opponent um like as soon as we were done with our interview <laughs> last <laughs> week. just bad timing then yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it was pretty recently uh but you know it was uh in the text came in that danielle was out and norma was in so there was no like time where i was without a fight so for me it was just things just kept going as far as training goes and being, you know, being ready for fight night. So uh, how much does training change? Because Danielle Wolf, everyone kind of assumed you're just going to take her down. And I thought you're going to take her down and get her out of there. And probably in the first round with, with Norma, it's a much more competitive fight on paper. Um, yeah. You know, having a more well-rounded opponent uh, makes things, you know, obviously game plan wise, like a little bit different, but not, not a lot, you know, um, I've, I've been working on a lot of things that can, that can really be used in both situations. Um, that just makes me a more effective fighter in general. So, you know, I would use in any, in, against any opponent. Um, so I'm excited that, uh, you know, having a more well-rounded opponent might make it like a, like you said, a more competitive fight, maybe a more exciting fight. Um, and then bring the best out of me, you know, in ways that, that maybe Danielle wouldn't have, but, um, yeah, just, it's a different fight for sure. You know, even the height difference, the style difference. Um, but I still need to just go out there and do what I do best. So, so were you like, was there ever a time where you didn't know if you were going to fight or was it basically the text Danielle's out, you got Norma now? Yeah, it was all in the same sentence. Danielle's out with a arm injury and Norma's ready to step in. Are you okay with that? And that was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so. Uh, what have you made of Norma's run in the UFC? Because obviously she got knocked out by Megan Anderson, tried that drop down to ban and weight, missed weight against Ashley Evan Smith, but won the fight. And then she's supposed to fight Blanchfield and she missed weight again by quite a few. So like, do you think she was honestly a featherweight the entire time and she was just trying to get to more fights at Bantamweight? Yeah, you know, uh, I think it kind of shows it was, uh, you know, a struggle to to get even close to Bantamweight. And um, I think she should just stay at the featherweight, you know, but that's not, you know, my place to say either. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't really get where, why 
why people would want to push for going lighter when it's not working out, especially, you know, so, um, but you know, her performances have been, have been good. Even in her Megan fight, she didn't have a lot of time to show what she's capable of, um, you know, and she, she was probably drained in the, the Bantamweight fight that she had, you know, she came out on top. Um, she didn't like get a finish or anything like spectacular, but it doesn't really always need to be an amazing, you know, show. Winning is really what matters. And she got it done against a, an experienced opponent who, who I've always had respect for, you know, as far as competitive ability. So, um, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited that she's going to fight me at featherweight and hopefully she'll, you know, stay around and hopefully there'll be some other featherweights that, that come, you know, come along the way for us. How much do you look at that Anderson fight? Because obviously you fought Megan, but that was Norma's first fight in two years, and like you never really know how someone's gonna look after that long of a layoff. Um, yeah, I, I always take watching past fights with a grain of salt. You know, I know probably everyone's abilities aren't being shown. You know, in 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 the fight, like you're never gonna see someone's full capabilities shown in a fight. And it, like I always say, it really just comes down to the decisions made by both people in the moment, you know, on fight night. And it doesn't mean that the fight would go the same way if they fought, you know, multiple times. So, um, so you know, it just there's, you know, things to look at, things to consider. But, you know, I'm, I'm always expecting like a, the most advanced version of my opponent to be standing in front of me. So You're going to have a like Norma obviously is a bit bigger than what Danielle was or her like she's more well-rounded as well but is the game plan still the same as to try to get this fight down to the ground um well either way I'm you know comfortable I'm comfortable everywhere um I don't want to like rush trying to go to the ground and then you know we see what happens sometimes when you know things get rushed so I'm just going to be comfortable I'm going to take my shots and uh you know feel it out so especially with Norma like there's there's more well-roundedness. I don't have to necessarily like avoid, you know, boxing a boxer or that kind of thing. So I think it'll be a more, uh, you know, more open fight for me, like, you know, strategy wise for, for how I want to approach it. And I'm really just ready to like be in front of her and feel it out. And like I said, hopefully finish in the first round. Like that's always the goal. And a lot of the time I end up on the ground. So that would be, uh, you know, a, an easy, thing to like predict would it would go to the ground especially since we're both pretty good on the ground uh, and then you know just just taking her out from there whatever position i can take her out in that's where i want to be so well last time you're coming off a loss you got the first round finish is that kind of the plan is uh, rebound nicely with a good first round finish again yeah I th all my ufc wins so far have been first round finishes yeah. so uh that'd be nice yeah to keep that streak uh going Obviously, your last fight, five rounds with a man at Nunes. Not many people even get past like the first or second round with Nunes. So how much do you learn from that fight? Obviously, it didn't go your way, but just being able to share 25 minutes with her. It's, you know, it's a lot. It, you know, I kind of think back also like when I'm training, you know, everyone has like rep days training, especially when you get close. And, um, you know, I think back and I'm like, I, yeah, I was standing in front of arguably the best Um of all time, you know, standing in front of her for 25 minutes. And, you know, I've, I've fought a lot of different types of fighters and I always remind myself, there's probably not anything I'm, I'm going to see that I haven't already seen, you know, or felt. So, uh, you know, not that I'm not open-minded to it, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of nice to like have that, that mindset where it's like, I've been there, done that. And now I just have to figure out how to make sure that my, my drive, you know, overpowers her drive. And, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, getting to, to a title shot and then not, you know, not having it come to fruition. Like, it sucks, obviously, but, you know, it's uh, it kind of just is what it is now. And, and, you know, failure is a part of success. And I've kind of accepted that. And, you know, uh, it, it definitely pushes me to 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 win and to, to bounce back and to show my show my skill set better than I did last time. And that's really what it is for me now. It's like, I just want to have a better performance and, you know, just show what I'm capable of. And if I put my best foot forward and things don't turn out right, then it is what it is. But I feel like if I put my best foot forward, I'm the best in the world. So.
and now only going 15 minutes like how much better is that where you know what it's like to fight for 25 minutes i'm i'm assuming you can probably <laughs> push a harder pace of what you've been doing before in 15 minutes um yeah you know it's nice that it'll be you know done sooner if it's gone to decision um you know it, it's not something that I like think about a lot, but you know, in, in those tiring sessions when you've been training for rounds and rounds and rounds, and then I remember it's just three rounds, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, you can definitely kind of have like that mentality of like a higher pace and kind of pushes you to, to, to be a little more active and, uh, like, like you said, push the pace a little bit more and be, be uh, a little more exciting. What do you think a win does for you? Cause feathery divisions, kind of weird on there's not many fighters like do you think a win here gets you that rematch with Nunes or do you think it just maybe that wolf fight happens like you might need one more um I would think I need one more yeah I I wouldn't feel like I had earned a title shot beating Norma Dumont um you know or or Danielle if it was Danielle like just having one fight uh away um you know if it was a, a bigger name with a you know better winning streak or something that maybe that'd be different but yeah, like you said, the, the division's kind of in a weird spot. I don't really think too much about what happens after this fight. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of opinions about it, and honestly, I don't care. Like, whatever happens, happens. Uh, all I'm really thinking about is my performance in this fight, and then I'll deal with whatever happens when it comes. Are you surprised the UFC hasn't put more effort to sign people? Because when they signed you, they signed uh, Zara, they signed Norma. Like, it seemed like they were trying to build it up, and then they kind of just stopped after that, but... Amanda's been vocal. She's like, I want to keep this featherweight division going. So I'm surprised when she's been adamant at saying that they don't try to sign more fighters. Um, yeah, I'm. A, I was a little surprised in the beginning, like when I first got signed, that they weren't like continuing to announce new signees. And like after last year, when you know there was like the card where I fought Zara and Megan fought Norma on the same card, it was kind of like a big, you know, big thing. Uh, but at this point, I'm not. I'm not like super surprised. I, I'm not sure what their game plan is. <laughs> so, um, I would imagine they should sign a few more people to, you know, even if, even if their goal is, you know, as I hear rumors, just to, for Amanda to defend her title until she's done and then it's done. Um, you think that there should be a few more people to kind of round robin with to get a, a clear picture of who deserves it and competitive. You know, just a little competitive experience for even just someone like Danielle Wolf. Like, you know, now that I'll have this fight against Norma, I'll have eleven fights. You know, assuming I win, it'll be I'll be nine and two. Um, Danielle's one and zero. Oh, you know, so it's it's not like I'll ever say no to a fight. I, you know, I'm not really, um, I'm not ever gonna say that if they offer me a fight. But I don't know if it's really like a fair um, competitive matchup as far as experience goes. It kind of puts me in a weird position where it's like, well, you know, what happens if I lose to, to someone who's 1-0? and It's kind of like a weird spot. Not that I think I would. I just, you know, it's just a weird thing to think about. <laughs> yeah, it'd be different if you guys were like both boxers because she's like a professional. She used to be a professional boxer. So 1-0 and versus like 8-2 and in MMA, it would have been totally yeah. fine. But Like if she... If in a world where she beat me, she's two and zero, and then what? She's gonna fight Amanda Nunes, yeah. but two and zero. It's just weird. Like I don't know what the game plan is. I guess, but again, it's not really my problem, and I don't stress about things that I can't control. So it's just like, you know, I'm curious, just like everyone else. <laughs> I, I want to get thought on this. Like I've talked to so many coaches who coach women at 135, and I can't. I don't understand why the girls ranked like. 15 to 10 at bantamweight just don't move up to featherweight like it's you're still fighting the same person if you're gonna fight for the belt like nothing really changes other than you're up 10 pounds like i don't know why more of those girls at bantamweight that are like three four wins away from a title shot at bantamweight just don't move up and then you could be one or two wins away yeah i completely agree <laughs> like especially for the for the ones that that cut probably a lot of weight you know uh why not like you know be healthier be just even just for one experience you know to see how it feels see how it feels different or but i don't know yeah i i thought that i feel like when i got signed to the ufc i anticipated that happening people being like oh i'll fight felicia like you know thinking oh easy way to the top type of thing but but then it didn't happen and then maybe no one wanted to be the first to do it and then just never happened i don't know <laughs> 
And they did that whole tough season of featherweight, and every single girl dropped down that they signed a bantamweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that was a little bit surprising, especially Macy. You know, Macy fought heavier in the past. She fought at forty-five and in Invicta, and I actually fought her at fifty-five as an amateur. Um, so it's you know, but it is what it is. Everyone makes the decisions that they think are best for them, and can't hate them for it. So. Is it weird to see for you too, seeing what like Bellator is doing with 45? Because they have so many featherweights and it's like the UFC can't even get like half of those. Um, yeah, I mean, Bellator definitely has, has signed a lot and they're, they're making an effort to like build a division around, uh, I don't know if it's like supposed to be around Cyborg or around, you know, Julia Budd, who was our longtime champion. And they're definitely like, they're putting a lot of, um, effort into that division and maybe it's because the UFC hasn't or I'm not sure you know what the you know relationship is there but yeah good you know good for them I'm happy for them I'm glad that they have like a secure um division to play in and you know and PFL has a secure like lightweight division to play in that's all great I'm all I'm happy for everyone's um career path and like their success and their opportunities and and then, you know, that's one of the reasons why I, you know, well, it's not one of the reasons why I fight at featherweight just because I'm a featherweight, but I'm really happy to fight at featherweight because, you know, I want to provide those opportunities. I want to be like, a, you know, someone that, that stuck it through and like opened the door for a future division to really develop and just kind of, uh, you know, stand up for the featherweights a little bit. <laughs> Could you ever make 35 or is that way too much of a cut? Um, at this point, it's not something that I envision. I don't see it happening. Uh, is it physically possible for anything to happen? Yeah. But I, do I think it would be healthy for me? No. Uh, at least not not anytime soon. So, um, yeah, I told the UFC, like, you'll be the first to know if I think I can make 35, uh, help, you know, in a healthy way. But, um, but yeah, not, not at this point. Not. Just last thing, like, obviously, when someone gets a win, they kind of know the time for when they want to fight again. Like they have a call out in mind, but for you, like what's kind of after this fight, like you don't know the state of the division. You don't know when you're going to fight again because you don't really know who's there and who, when they might be available. Yeah. Uh, again, like I have no plans for after this fight. I have zero <laughs> thoughts and like, um, you know, I have like some, some ideas of this or that, but honestly, like I just have to let this fight happen. And then, I'll enjoy a little break, hopefully, and um, we'll see what happens. You know, I'll, I'll look at the playing field and see what my options are, and we'll go from there. You know, uh, I've been telling people, like, I don't have a five-year plan. I don't even have a five-week plan. Like, I have no idea what's coming in five weeks, so my life could be totally different, you know. so uh, But that's okay. Like, I know I'll make the decisions that are right for me when the time comes, so that's all I can do. At least you're in the nice weather of Florida, so you can just spend some time out there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, a good place to be right now. <laughs> yeah, better than Canada, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely some 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 heat to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, all right, Felicia, thanks so much for the time again. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you too. Have a good yep. week. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Yancy Medeiros, who's back in action here pretty soon. Yancy, how's it going, man? No complaints, bro. Like I always say, woke up on an island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Before we get into your fight, I just want to. What, what's his yet last year kind of been like for you? Because you only had that one fight in 2020. That was obviously before everything kind of shut down. So, uh, what yeah. have you really been up to? What's this past year been like for you? Um. Learned a lot of gratitude, bro. I learned a lot of gratitude, a lot of, there was a lot of discomfort, a lot of adjustments and changes that, you know, like naturally I wasn't just used to, too. so I can't complain, but no, people have had worse, but yeah, everyone has a sad story, bro. And it definitely was a lot of, a lot of adjustments and a lot of, you know, like I said, a lot trying to find that gratitude, bro. I think, I think last year in general, put a lot of people in a dark place, you know? Yeah, like just in, a, in where of an area of discomfort where you know really had to do some soul searching in general. It's like, but I I I got there at times, you know, and it's just 
got through my dark areas and hey bro learn to love yourself you learn to love yourself in the dark when light comes you're very appreciative also. um so obviously my next thing was uh, like were you looking to fight at all during this time or like what kind of kept you yeah there, there was some on? there was some um there was some complications and some misunderstanding on on my end with um just coaching and whatnot so we have to get that straightened out in about you know in the fall area and then winter came along and i just been trying to get fights from there and it never it never picked up from from winter so first one from february march nothing we couldn't really get anything april came may came you know uh, april came and apparently i was wanted to fight michael johnson but that never fell through so you know, this guy's name came up, and I was like, yup. I mean, I always just say yeah to whoever they give me. And I was like, yup, yup, give me them, yup. This is my coaches, the ones that I just like, hey, let's, you know, look at this. So I usually send it to them first and be like, hey, what you guys think? You know, because I'm always just like, whoever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Demir Hadzovic, like, did you really know much about him, or is it just who the UFC um, offered you? No, I mean, I've seen, I've seen his fights prior before, you know, but, like, I don't think anybody likely in this in this um in this category or this division. So I mean it is what it is. It's a name, right? And obviously if the camera's on you more, then you go your name's gonna get out there more regardless, right? They'll pump they'll pump you out however however they want them. So I don't take anyone lightly. You just I got that name and you know, like I'm he got shit he's got he's good at and he's gonna she's gonna find out that I got a lot of shit I'm really good at too. And then while you were off, like Dana White announced they were cutting like 60 fighters and you saw a lot of big names like you are Romero and Anderson Silva cut. Like, were you ever worried at some point? Like, man, I'm not getting a fight and maybe they're going to let me go. Well, inevitability, right? Like it's my brand. If I, if I feel like I don't, if they don't cut me, they'll cut me. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. But I know that when I step into that, when I step on that map, bro, I always try to give my heart. There's a lot of things, you know, I felt like, I've been too. I've been about it. I'm glad that you know I'm getting this fight so I can show so I can show that I'm, I'm done waiting on myself and you know just I want to get back to the, the the kid the Yancey that just gets in there and grinds and you know like not these slow fights and you know I just gotta I'm done with the wait the wait is over bro that's what it is it's just nothing a lot of soul searching in COVID um, 2020 you know and it just I had to get better looking at yourself you know critiquing myself and what wasn't changing why i'm not getting why i wasn't getting better whack-ass footwork you know all this all this all this shit just looking at myself and like i said learn yourself learn to love yourself in a dark place like when you want to get better it's so much easier and you see so much things and it's easier to be wrong and it's easy to be or excuse me it's easy to be correct and be, oh yeah Oh yeah, I do have to work on this. So yeah, you know what? I wasn't doing that good enough for you know, and just there's no complacent because I'm just fuck, I've had worse already. <laughs> this 2020 just put me in such a, a a way better state of mind on learning how to deal with shitty shit because bro, shit happens to you. Shit happens, shit don't happen to you. Everybody had it, bro. You know what I mean? It's just how do we how do we how do we get better from it? Because as a race, bro, I feel like we failed, bro, with this virus thing. Like as people, like there was so much harmony that should have kept calm, you know, and like it didn't. Like there was way more chaos than there was harmony, and people actually just trying to understand each other and get together. I realized that, so I was like, shit, I ain't trying to be a part of that all that chaos. I'm over here trying to make things right, you know. I don't have the finances to. To live how I want to live, but that doesn't mean I ain't able to live and be happy and be productive and get better. So that the corona showed me that shit. You know, like it showed me like, oh shit happened. You just gotta buckle up, bro, and take it, take it for a ride and be appreciative of everything you have around you. And time, time, bro. That's like the biggest thing. Time. You know, like I really understand now how important time is. Like you giving me your time i giving you your time like people don't give each other they, they don't take time into consideration and like all the people that are there for me that really i needed there for me like they was there bro they gave me their time you can give me 20 dollars, bro and i can give you 20 dollars back but i cannot give you the 20 minutes you gave me you know what i mean yeah. i can give i can give you 20 minutes of my time but i cannot give you 
20 minutes of your time that you gave me or you went out of your way or whatever it is to help me with my life and my path and my brand. Like my coach, one of my jujitsu coaches taught me that and it really resonated with me when I, when I felt like I didn't have a lot, but I actually did. I do have a lot. I have a shitload of support and so much people is there for me in 2020, even though I wasn't as comfortable as I usually am. Like, fuck bro. I'm blessed. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to show that May 22nd. Uh, this fight against Demir, like, how do you see this fight playing out? Like, he's a guy that got his last fight out, got quickly taken down, tapped out. But he, he's a yeah. game guy. Like, he's in yeah, always he's game, bro. His, his last his last fight, I don't take anything short on his skills. I'm just like, oh, God, you know, he wasn't expecting to take his back that much. You know, whatever it was, like, I'm not like, oh, bro, this guy's ground. <laughs> but you know, I'm not thinking like that at all. I ain't taking him lightly. But in the same sense, is like. I just had I I just felt like I'm I've just been too content with myself and me being so I'm just been too passive, bro. I just had too much shit. Like I thought I was working on it, I really wasn't. Like I really wasn't working on it, and I just want to show that this fight. He's got everything. He's got all the tributes and all the things I need to show the best me. Just like anybody that put in front of me, like I know that everybody in the gym is the best me. I gotta show him the best me. Like you know, like that's that. And I haven't been able to do that. In these last, in these last, in these previous fights, and like I said, bro, the weight is over on that part. Obviously, you've probably seen it. Like MMA, more than any other sport, is like a "What have you done for me lately?" Like people forget if you don't fight for a while. So are you kind of putting a bit of pressure on yourself to go out there and get a good finish and or get a good fight? Well, bro, and maybe I, I mean, bro, it's always it's it, that's always the push. Like I mean, like yeah. before I'm a martial artist, before I'm a Nice dude. Before I'm all of that, bro, I get paid to entertain you. Everybody that reports and works, and even people that don't fight, the spectators, they want to see action. I know that. You know what I mean? And I know UFC knows that I bring, I believe in that. I feel like I bring that. Like, I know UFC knows that, you know, and I feel like I do it. If not, then I would have got cut. You know, and then that's that's what it would have been, right? But I like, I know I'm gonna bring in fight, and if if I ain't looking to punch your head off, I'm trying to rip it off. Like you know, then it's just I'm always gonna put that atmosphere in there. I trained I trained too hard and too well with other guys, and to not give that to 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 not have that in there. Like, bro, I'm not gonna take myself lightly and go in there and be like, mm, just gonna try. Like you know, like just, <laughs> no, I'm going in there to kill because he's he, I know or I'm assuming that he's doing he's having the same extent in there. You know, he's not going in there, oh I hope I knock him out or I hope I get this. No, he's going in there with the intent to bash my face in. <laughs> and I'm gonna go in there knowing that that and I'm gonna be and I wanna know that. Well you you crowd y'all is crazy. You guys wanna see this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> uh. Obviously, you haven't fought in a while, but you're on a three-fight losing streak. Like, yeah. is there any pressure? Like, do you kind of think this might be do or die? Like, you got to win this to keep your job? I think I definitely feel I definitely feel like it would be kind of like that. I see that's the pattern of how things go, you know, with, like, fighting and whatnot. And that's what I mean. I got to do, bro. I, I got to implement my brand. I got to be the Yancey that UFC scene when they went when they wanted me to sign that contract and give me that money. You know what I mean? I show him the best Yancey. I know that pay rate's gonna go up and I'll still be a part of this company. But in the end, bro, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna resonate and represent my brand. I'm always gonna be this guy, but I'm always gonna wanna fight and kill kill or be killed in that cage, bro. And I'm gonna show that every time I step in there. Last three years, you've only had one fight a year. Is that something you're trying to change this year? Is be a bit more active? Oh I always you know, the intention is always more than one fight. You know, shit happens, whatever, yeah. whatever goes. But this year, yes, I, I would want. I always say, oh, at least three, four fights. Kid, give me two. I'm not even trying to be greedy anymore. Yeah. I'm trying to get two fights in this year. You know, like, just, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy I finally got to settle this fight in and, you know, solidify it. Just got to step on that scale and make sure I don't, you know, nothing else, nothing else. Everything else from here is smooth sailing, man. I mean, the sword is already made. You know, before I go to war, now it's just time to polish and sharpen it up so I can swing that bad boy. Uh, just a couple more things is one of the big changes you made is you went to Iridium for your management. What kind of caused that change? Or what, why why did you decide to go with them? Oh, I mean, I, I always felt like Jason then was, was, was hustlers. You know, every time I see Jason, great, great, um, great energy, great personality, very, um, you can, very sociable. You can come talk to him, but he's always working. Like, you know what I mean? He's always just grinding and grinding and look doing things. And you know, I felt like 
he would have, he, he, um, he was going to help me pretty much worry about everything outside the octagon. And I just have to worry about what's going in the octagon, you know? And so far it's been that way. There's, there's been a lot of adjustments and all that, but through this, it's all about building a relationship, right? Whatever, whatever commitment you have, whether it's UFC or your venues, like I just wanted to build a new relationship and see if this would be able to, you know, if I would be able to prosper, prosper through, prosper through this, um, this choice I made. And I feel like the, the vibes and the energy and how things are going is, is going well. So, you know, riding the wave, bro. No complaints. Uh, this will be your first time fighting in this kind of no crowd air. What do you think that's going to be like for you? Same shit, different toilet. <laughs> you know, like I'm just like, it's like if you if you had a fight, you had a fight. It doesn't matter who's in front of you, who's, who's behind that cage, right? It's who's in the cage that really is what you're gonna have to deal with, right? The whole psyche thing does play a big part. I'm not. I ain't taking away from that shit. That's a that's a huge that's a huge huge factor. But like I'm I'm here to fight, bro. Regardless if there's people there or not, I know they're watching me. Even if they can't watch, they're there. They're there with me. They're there for me. They're there against me. Whatever it is, I'm gonna give them a fight. Crowd or no crowd. If you get your hand raised, like, do you really have anyone who you want to fight next, or is it just whoever the UFC offers no, you? Like, you know, like I've never, I've never, had, yeah, I've never had that. Like. Oh, I fight this guy, or I fight that guy, or whatnot. But I mean, I wouldn't fight my mind like like I had something lined up with Michael Johnson, but I don't know what happened on his uh, on the other end or what whatnot. But he's going to be made for Mar for me, and I like I'm in a situation where I really need to fight. So yeah, I couldn't not ask me. So that part, like, I was like, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind fighting MJ, or you know, like wouldn't mind avenging one of my losses, Jim Miller and all that. They're all OGs, you know. I wouldn't mind fighting the guy. I wouldn't mind um, fighting the guy that fought just Cowboy this, uh, you know, this weekend. I feel like I feel like we'd, we'd bring fights. That's the only thing. Like, I only seeing guys, like, it ain't nothing personal. It's just my brand. And it's like, bro, I'm down to bang and show you what's up. And I feel like those fights, you know, like fights that – Again, we'll we'll show we'll we'll show the best Yancey. Any fight I can always try and show that, but like those are the ones I guess I have to pick and choose. I don't really pick and choose people, but yeah, if we got a tangle, bro. Your boys right here. <laughs> Just last thing, UFC Hawaii, when's that gonna happen? You could get a real good card with like Max, Dan Ige, uh, yourself, so many other guys. Uh I I don't know. That's been asked since that's been asked since I started UFC in twenty thirteen. Okay, and I always tell them the same answer. I love to fight on that. Like, it's always the same reply, man. Like, us Hawaii boys want to just represent. We want to represent and we want to show. We just want to give back. And that's the only way we truly give back to our fans and our local supporters is letting us fight in, in our home, in our in our place where we grew up and represent. And, you know, let them let them more indulge in that ambience that we, we, all, we all compete in. Because it's way different from watching a UFC fight and being there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And your fans, the ones that watch them on the TV and the ones that even just follow you, even when you go from Hawaii to whatever, like, you're like, right. I'm sure all of them want to feel that too. You know what I mean? And it's so appreciated. So I think that's why we want to do it. It's more of a, we want to give back. Because it's not like we get extra pay when it comes to our house, when it comes to Hawaii. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not giving us an incentive because we're fighting in our hometown or anything. It's just, it's just pride and like, that's the that's the Hawaiian essence of wanting to give back, but it's political, bro, and it's all money. I mean, right amount of money is gonna get things going going where it needs to be. It's been proven by <laughs> on bigger scales of corporations. <laughs> Arnold Yancey, man, that's like Aubrey. Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh uh, yeah, Cole, no problem. Thank you for having me. I am ready. All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Jared Vandera, who's coming back to action against Justin Toffa. Jared, how's it going, man? Oh, uh, just waking up. Uh, about to have some caffeine in me uh, and about to start teaching class. Uh, it's going. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, UFC debut didn't go your way. Like, what do you take away from that fight against uh, Sergey Spivak? Uh, it's it's a weird one because everyone told me like yo uh, like don't get nervous 
you know, it's a little different. And I, I heated everything with, a, you know, I truly heated what they're saying, but I don't know. Like, my debut did, did hit differently than anything else that I've ever, you know, came across. I, and was it like my amateur and professional record or combined like 40 something fights. So when I say I wanted to hug the trash can and throw up from the nerves, yeah, I've never had that experience in my life. But I was like, I'm going to throw up. I, I can't. I was like, I'm nervous. And that definitely played a massive factor in this fight, uh, more so than I thought it was going to. Um, so I think going into this upcoming fight, I don't necessarily have as much nerves because at the end of the day, I did not to like disrespect my opponent, but uh, when I gave Spivak too much credit on the ground, and I was like, oh my god, his grappling is going to be amazing. He's a Sambo guy, blah, 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 blah. I overplayed it in my head, building up to that fight that I really shouldn't have had. That shouldn't have been an issue that, you know, I was going to come across. But it happened. Uh, I didn't display anything on my ground that I'm, I know I'm very capable of. And I, you know, ended up t- uh, taking the L there. Uh, this this time around, I, I know what to expect a lot more. So I'm, I'm... I'm excited for that. Now I'm just hoping, you know, it goes smoothly. Uh, medicals right now are being being the biggest issue right now because I found out after the speedback fight that my nose was actually broken before the fight. And uh, the ENT hasn't given me full clearance yet, but that's something that I can easily get cleared uh, by either revisiting the doctor or uh finding a new one to you know double check so currently that's my only big op right now and with this fight upcoming like do you think those nerves are going to be gone now now that you know what the walk to the octagon's like and it's just really another fight especially no fans there yeah it like i thought i thought with the whole contender series to the to the ufc would be been the same and in a lot of ways yes i was very like okay the week of but i do think uh, my hit with december with the covid and then that prolonged time period played mm-hmm. a mat- more of a fact than i thought i was going, going to whereas this time i definitely like i like i get nervous between every fight you know respectfully so i think every fighter has their moment of nerves and then the moment that like, oh, i'm gonna beat a motherfucker up so you know, I'm definitely gonna have my nerves, but then I'm gonna have that moment of confidence and clarity that I'm like I'm in the right place. Um, but I'm definitely not gonna be as nervous as I was last time, thinking like, "Oh, do I belong here? Is this gonna work?" Blah yada yada. I'm coming in a lot more confident uh, this fight than I did last. Hey, Justin Toffa, is this kind of a fight? that you were kind of looking forward to a guy that's really going to just strike with you and you don't have to really worry about the takedowns. Yeah, kind of. I, okay. Biggest, my biggest uh, favorite thing of quality about him is he's a lefty. I can care less if he's a striker or anything like that. He's a lefty. Oh, that is in my wheelhouse of people. I like to beat up. Um, predominantly, I have a very good style against lefties. The reason so is predominantly all my training partners have been lefties to a gross extent that like I'm actually maybe more equipped to fight a lefty more so than a righty. Uh, I mean, like currently two of my training partners is Sam Alvey and Dominic Reyes. They're both lefties. So I'm very comfortable with them and, you know, it makes it a bit easier going into another fight with another lefty so i'm looking forward to that part how, how big is that working with reyes and lb because those are two hard hitters and toff is kind of known as a hard hitter as well uh, they, yeah it's, i feel like it's going to kind of all play a part where yeah no they do hit harder and oh my god did you watch the fights this weekend i yeah. saw Tom hit that guy like 17 times with that straight left i'm like how are you still standing 
uh, I mean, it was a fun fight. It sucks for my boy, Dom. Uh, but, you know, as a fight fan, that was a great fight. Um, you know, I do wish him the best recovery. But, yeah, it, it, that that, uh, that that dude took some laps to the chin like a champ. So, um, you know, good luck for him, too. How much work did you get with Dom? Because obviously he's going to be out of the gym for a while. Was it just up until his fight and then now you're starting to work with Sam again? Uh, I do work with Sam and Dom. Uh, I worked up uh, with you know Dom to like until last week. Obviously, you know when you fight fight week, you kind of you know don't beat up the person fighting. And then usually, I always have the assumption of two to three weeks out just for like recovery, health, mental health. And then I was expecting when he was done. By the time he got back in the gym, I was leaving for my fight, so I knew I wouldn't be crossing mm -hmm. paths with him until afterwards. So, has he like poked his head in the gym just to say anything, or is he just kind of sitting at home healing up? Yeah, I think he's been home at healing up. He's hit up one of uh, he's hit up our coach Joe uh, Stevenson. So, I know, I know he's uh, he's all right through him, and I think he made a post the other day. So. How like frustrating is that, especially as a teammate, seeing kind of what Ray's happened? Like he's a guy that a lot of people thought he beat John Jones, should have become the champion, should have beat the first guy to really beat John Jones, and now he's had two setbacks. Now all of a sudden he's on that three fight skid where three fights ago people thought he'd beat John Jones was the king of the division. Uh, it happens. I mean, how how many times do we see it often where you know you get. This one dude that has that high high career moment where people are like, oh, uh, like example would be kind of like Cody Garbrandt or maybe even TJ. Uh, they both had those high moments where they're like the like for both of them they both became champions and then they they both stumbled pretty bad. Like Cody, Cody Garbrandt took two L's, uh, two or three L's, two of them to uh, TJ himself, but you know. I think, you know, Dominic has that championship spirit in him that, you know, he's going to just bounce back. And in all fairness, like I said, Dom came to fight in his last fight. He wasn't, you know, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, there's a few things that, you know, I wish he did better. Or, you know, I personally don't think he should have jumped in guard for the guillotine. But, you know what? I wasn't in the fight there. So that call was a quick split decision where he thought he had it. And I, I mean, as a fan of fighting, that was a great fight. So I can't really like, you know, knock the guy for like, hey, you saw an opportunity, you did your best to try to take it, and it just didn't work out for you. Uh, on to your fight, how do you see this one playing it with Tafa? Because it seems like one where it's going to be an entertaining fight for however long it lasts. Uh, I think in third round, spinning heel kick to the dome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel I feel like that's happening. Oh, with Toph, obviously he's one and two in the UFC. He got quick knocked out by Castro, uh, and then he came back knocked out Adams. Then a close fight last time out. Like, what have you kind of made of his UFC run so far? Uh, he's okay. So Castro's a weird person. I like I haven't watched too much of him. Uh, no, nah, just I've seen his stuff pop up and. I wouldn't say Castro got a lucky punch. I thought, you know, Castro threw the proper punch. He did everything he needed to do. And it helped that Toffa was like, hey, I'm running into this. And, again, I think maybe that fight was more of his nerves because he, you know, UFC debut. Now, Juan Adams, I think he might have had a easier fight there because Juan at one point seemed like he could be a force to be reckoned with. I was actually – Looking forward to him, you know, just being a surging star. Uh, and he kind of just, meh. Not to like, be disrespectful to him. I, 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 I was a fan of him. I'm like, oh, this dude looks like he could be in, be, be someone. And they just, him and like Jeff Hughes have had weird runs. And then, you know, Tafa coming up short with uh, Carlos Felipe. That was an epic fight, though. Like, I mean, that L, I don't think hurt him in the slightest. You you know, like sometimes you get you take an L and you're like, hey, nah. 
but that was a close split decision and it was an all-out war respectfully i don't i wouldn't i basically in a sense we go he's one win one loss and one draw as a viewpoint of you know a fan or something not necessarily as a you know a ufc roster i would you know i don't necessarily think he's you know terrible or anything like that i think he he's going to be there for a while what do you think a win over justin especially if you get that finished puts you in this division Nah, not nothing. Oh, it puts me in the division. You know, it shows that I belong there. And, and I will then go with someone next. I just, my focus is on making sure I beat him. Uh, where it puts me in the division, I I really don't know. Uh, I know I have a setback because of Speedback. He has a setback because of Carlos Felipe. So we both need a step forward in the division. And a win for either of us is a good step forward. So I think, you know, like this isn't like a make it or break it for both of us, but it is a, you know, make it kind of type of thing for us. It takes us that one step closer to, you know, a newer contract, you know, more opportunities and stuff like that. Uh, I was looking, you have a six inch reach advantage in this fight. Like how important do you think that's going to be where you can honestly just stick that jab out and you can kind of hit him with something big when he tries to rush inside. It sounds like a great thing. Like six inches sounds amazing on somebody, but have you seen him? Yeah. I've seen him run into some of those punches. Like when Castro knocked him out, I'm like, I've seen him take big shots and he like, I like Castro threw the kitchen sink at his head and then, yeah. If it didn't land, Castro was going to have a bad night out. So I definitely think he's not uh, – because, I mean, I think Juan Adams has, like, the same reach as me. And, you know, maybe Juan didn't utilize it and, you know, Toffa utilized it and beat him up pretty well. So I don't necessarily think it's going to be the biggest factor, but – if he just, if he wants to run into my hands, by all means, I'm not going to stop him. Like, oh, no, stop. I'm all for that. Would you be surprised if this fight hits the ground at some point, or do you kind of think it might hit there? I I, I think it's going to hit there. Uh, regardless, I'm as much as I am a striker, I, you know, I do have a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I started out as a wrestler. I mean, I got these ugly ears for, you know, something. Um, I, as much as I'm not the biggest fan of taking people down, I believe I've taken down almost everyone in a fight or it's gone to the ground at least once. So, because this is MMA. This, you know, this isn't just kickboxing. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to punch and kick. I'm going to win this way. You got to be like, I'm punching, kicking. I got to take this to the ground too because this is MMA. You got to threaten something to the ground. Uh, I mean, one great example was Masvidal and uh, Usman, too. Usman threatened that takedown early on that Masvidal was scared, and Usman came in with the right hand. Bah. I swear he borrowed some of that power from Francis, though. Like that, that was a mean right hand. Uh, obviously, you only had the one UFC fight last year. You had the contender series. Like, what's kind of everything goes your way this year? Like, what's kind of the goal and where do you see yourself at the end of this year? Uh, I definitely want to be in not title contention, but contender contention where people are like, yo, he's top 15 ish. You know, like, it doesn't have to be the top 15, but like top 20, or like, yo, this dude's about to break through. Like, I want that level of like, okay, he's. He's, you know, he's someone formidable. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. It's just, you know, go in there and be like, all right, here's this and here's that. So it's something, you know, I plan on. Uh, I just, like, I'm taking one step at a time. But, you know, this year or even early next year, I would like to be in talks of being the top 15. You're a guy that you've called your shot after the win on the contender series. Is there already a name in mind, or is that something that maybe after the fight, if a name pops up, you're gonna call someone out? I, I'm I'm very what was it called? Like there's a f like two names, but at the same time, I don't know. So, like, I really want Orlowski, 
nothing disrespecting, just to fight him would just be like my MMA fantasy. Before he retires, I mean, not to be rude to the guy, he's what, 43, 44? He's not going to be in the sport for much longer. And I would like to have a a go at him before, you know, he retires. Uh, I mean, but... It's not like he's just going out losing. He the last fight he lost was against Tom Aspinoff, and I think he he's a you know someone that's popping off pretty well too. So I wouldn't mind going against Orlowski, uh, maybe even Tanner Bozner. That 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 seems like a fun fight. I hate his mullet, but I'm down. I'm down to fight him. He he was a cool guy. I ran across him in uh, the Contender Series. He was fighting a week after I was against Orlowski, actually. So that would be a fun fight. Uh, either of those two gentlemen would be, I think, a fun technical fight. Uh, just last thing, like kind of every fighter dreams of getting that first UFC win. Like what what would it, that kind of mean to you when you get that first UFC win? Uh, more tattoos. That's what it's going to mean. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm finally like, all right, I already told the wifey, I'm like, hey, I've been cool. Like, you've been cool dealing with my fight career. And, you know, you've been carrying this team a lot financially. It's like, I've, you know, I've been able to pick up more because of the Contender Series in the UFC. I'm like, it is time for me to get more tattoos. I'm I'm dying in the inside. I'm like, I haven't had a tattoo in a while. I got the itch. I'm like, hey, you selling tattoos over there? How much? Uh, so that, that for me, uh, and I, I'm going to usually, uh, keep my tradition going of trying to buy a bougie alcohol beverage. Um, I, I tend to do that because I, I, I like to collect alcohol, not necessarily pound it down, but like I, I have a, like a small, but giant mini bar at the house of shows like bougie alcohol from like winning a fight. So. I want to kind of add to that collection. All right. Well, Jared, man, that's all I got for you. Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man.